Well, let's get ready to, well, we, we were last week, uh, this time last week, we were absorbing what was the rematch between Joshua and Ruiz Jr. The fighting pride of London, England, and once again, the heavyweight champion of the world, the man known as AJ Anthony Joshua. We'll have time to squeeze in our wet and forget giveaway, which we didn't do yesterday. So if you'd like to win two fifty bucks worth of that, give us a bell now, 0800 But James Smitty Smith joins us. And a week later, James, reflecting upon what you thought about that fight, the state Ruiz was in, his lack of condition, everything. I, I just thought it was disgraceful what uh, Ruiz did or didn't, didn't do, didn't prepare for the fight. Um, you know, we, you and I spoke about it, uh, I think, that the, the day before, and I had told you I I was picking Ruiz and I was going to stick with my pick, but I was very concerned. It took about maybe a minute and a half, two minutes into the fight to where I said, wow, he's got no shot at at winning it. And people sitting close to me said, no, no, you know, he's still got the puncher's chance. And, you know, I said, no, you got to be in position to be able to to land the punch. And you got one guy in um, AJ who came in better prepared with a good fight plan and clearly on the defensive against a guy who just was grossly uh, ill-prepared. And, uh, again, I disrespectful to the sport, disrespectful to his opponent, um, disgraceful to himself. The fight, you know, could have been about validation uh, for, for Andy, but it turned more into vindication for Joshua. And I, gi- I give him credit uh, because, you know, he, he did what he had to do and, and showed respect for the sport and himself. And, so he deserved to get his title back. And I don't think, I know this is one of my blink comments, but I don't think Ruiz will ever be the same. You know, he is what he is. I mean, he always was out of condition. He was never in great condition, but this was the worst he had ever been after winning the world's heavyweight championship, the greatest prize in sport, making all that money, and, and, and you can't prepare for a fight. It's shameful, and I don't think he'll ever be the same. Why didn't anyone call him out beforehand, James? Like, you know, he was saying, you know, all the right things in the press conference and everything else and the weigh-in and so forth, and then immediately after the fight, he actually admits he's been overweight, he's been partying, he's been eating, he hasn't been training. Well, I mean, why didn't somebody actually say any of that before the fight? Because he has a bunch of naysayers and sycophants and obsequious people around him, much like the leader of our country. We're not... We're not going to switch to political, are we? I can't help where my mind just went there. Sorry. I just thought of all the obsequious, sycophantic. I like saying those words anyway. They turned me on a little bit. Go on. Um, yeah, people that, that, yes, people, and that's shameful. I mean, the people I grew up with, whether it be an Angelo Dundee or a George Benton or an Eddie Futch or an Emmanuel Stewart, they would not have worked. They would have walked away. They would have walked away rather than walk out with a guy like that. You can't in boxing, I, you, you know, you can't lie. I mean, it, you're going to get exposed. And, and listen, I don't like to pick on fighters. I, I, I did it 10 times professionally, and I know how tough it was. And I certainly wasn't a, a fighter, uh, you know, good like Andy Ruiz. But I tell you what, I, I do my damnedest at age 60 to get in shape even for – I even was working out for this broadcast. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'm in my leotards right now, and I look pretty damn svelte for a, a, 
<laughs> for a 61 year So for me, a guy who stays in shape for any damn thing, I don't, I don't, I simply don't understand it. And I think it's shameful. And so I, I hate to be that. Maybe you think I'm too hard on him, but um, you know, it, it just, there are so few chances that anybody ever has. And I remember when he used to walk through the MGM with two or three people, perhaps paying attention to him. Maybe myself and my producer would say, Hey Andy, but the last few times I saw him, he was surrounded by, you know, uh, thousands of people following him and, and chanting his name. And he'll probably go back to that guy who, you know, uh, who, who didn't have that many people around him. Could he come back? Yeah, obviously he could. We'll, we'll, we'll see. It's just, uh, so I'm still feeling the stench uh, of what he left, you know, in, in Saudi Arabia. James Reddy Smith is with us. Where to now then? What happens from here? What is the ultimate fight? How do we get to that? And does it involve Joshua or is actually are the, are the better fighters Deontay and Tyson? Well, those two are probably going to meet. Um, I was told yesterday uh, by someone really in the know that it is going to happen on the 22nd of February here in Vegas, the rematch. It, and that fight could go either way. Obviously, the first one went either way. I, I, I mean, both guys uh, fought, you know, well, I thought I thought Fury won the fight, but he was almost knocked out in the final round, knocked out once before that. I'm going to pick Wilder to win that fight uh, and, unless something changes between now and then. But that really does make it possible if Joshua has a fight in between. We could have, we could have, a unification fight by the end of 2020. I mean, that gosh, it's probably highly unlikely because, as you know, everything in boxing is usually backwards. But I get the feeling that those players that, you know, Joshua and Fury, and I know Deontay, he's the one guy of the three that I know. I know he wants to unify. So I, I think we got a good shot at it. And, you know, and obviously for those listening, New Zealand, Joseph Parker, fits into the mix somewhere. I could see him fighting AJ again or fighting, you know, uh, Deontay or uh, even a guy like Ruiz. I, that would be a, a, a fight that I would like to see Ruiz, a comeback fight against, you know, Joseph Parker. Um, you'll have to, cue, you know, clue me in on what's going on with Joseph Parker because I, I haven't heard anything. So, uh, but that's kind of the way it looks right now. How do you rate them all at the moment and going into next year? Uh, Deontay. One, Tyson Fury, uh, uh, maybe a uh, number two, and number three would be Joshua, which is kind of funny because a, a couple of years ago with you, I told you that I had Joshua number one. I told people in New Zealand that he would beat Joseph Parker, and he did. And, but I, I think he's declined there. And by the way, I give him all props, man, uh, for what he did. But, but I still... The announcers doing the fight were saying it was float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. That now, uh-uh. it was more, I would say, Vladimir Klitschko esque the way he fought. It was a Klitschko esque type performance um, of you know later on in Klitschko's career, trying to survive and use the length and what have you. But I give him credit for losing the weight and sticking to the game plan, um, you know. But uh, he's now number three on my uh, my list, but. I, I tell you, the beauty of the three, and, and, and this is not the 70s heavyweights. This is not Ali, Frazier, Foreman, Holmes, or any of that kind of stuff. They're not as good as those guys. But on any given night, any of those three guys, I think, could, could beat one another. And that, I think, 
makes it interesting and compelling. It's just so damn difficult to get them together, but we'll see what happens in, in, in 2020. But that's what makes it interesting. But Deontay, because of that, uh, that power that I call the fighter extinguisher, the right hand, makes him number one. Finally, James, just a quick question then, if you could, looking back and just in time, where will these guys eventually rate? Will they be talked about in the hallowed halls like the names you just mentioned? You know, as a guy that hosts the International Boxing Hall of Fame, I I think the way I think about it in the future would be they're the modern day heavyweights, the Giants. Uh, I don't think they're as good but they're the Goliaths of the game. And, and, and I think all of them have that, you know, the three big names that we just mentioned right there are all huge heavyweights that really make Ali and Frazier and even George Foreman and Larry Holmes look small. So they're the giants. They represent what you would think would be a heavyweight champion. It's almost like I look at them as the super heavyweights, you know, uh, uh, the super heavyweights, supersonic heavyweights, just don't think they're nearly as good as the guys that I grew up watching and you grew up watching. And um, so that be said, they are what they are. Hopefully, though, they'll get a chance to all meet and compete, and we'll find out at least of this lot who who uh, reigns the best. DRS.